0: Welcome to the L&D Career club podcast where purpose-driven people come to start and grow the LD career of their dreams. I'm Sarah Canistra, an LD career business and executive coach and I'm here to take you on a weekly journey to create a seamless energizing and engaging LD career blueprint so you can live a life of fulfillment inspiration and freedom. If you're here to find your first LD role, move up the LD ladder or land that high-level LD role you've been dreaming of, Welcome to the club. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the LD Career Club podcast. I took last week off because I was traveling to the DC area. I got to spend time um, with my family and my niece. She's so cute. She's three months old. Uh, so it was so nice to do that. And then I also got to spend time with my book publishers. So, y'all, I'm gonna be an author, uh, which is so crazy. Uh, that all got finalized last week. So, hence. There being some busy travel and no podcast episode, but yeah, more to come on the book. It's going to be all around career development in the l space, of course. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm super excited and super honored and just still kind of on cloud nine and glowing that this dream is going to become a reality for me. So it'll be quite some time until it's out. Um, I have a publisher so uh, there's quite a bit of process in that and I'm happy to uh, give you guys some maybe behind the scenes. Maybe I'll do a podcast episode of uh, like my writing process. Uh, But yeah I'm super super excited and I just want to thank you all for being along for the ride. But that is why there was an absence from me last week. So a couple of you reached out uh, to make sure I was alive. And I am um, alive and well and so excited. Uh, There's so many great things coming up. Uh, I cannot believe it's the end of September already, which is just so wild to me. Um, Next month, it'll be six months since my wedding. And I feel like I just shared that with you all that I was getting married. And uh, it's just been a wild, crazy year in so many different ways, Um, and I feel really great going into this last quarter of the year, and I'm really excited uh, just looking at the job market too, uh, just seeing a lot more opportunities pop up, a lot more interesting and unique opportunities pop up as well, um, seeing my clients landing roles faster uh, and landing like super, super aligned roles. It just feels so good to them too. So I'm just really excited about what the this last quarter of the year is going to bring. I'm, I'm getting ready to launch the second podcast called Good Learning. I am in full editing mode of that right now. That'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks along with launching the Good Learning Agency. So we are a boutique consulting agency for fractional CLOs. So if you are looking for any type of strategy work around learning and development, feel free to hit me up for that because we are about to be taking on um, just a handful of clients. So I have uh, some incredible, incredible consultants joining me on that journey and yeah, just so many incredible things happening and so many incredible things happening with my clients uh, and, and actually all of these, these movers and shakers and all these things that are happening right now really inspired today's podcast episode because I saw... I saw someone post. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I saw someone post something along the lines of, of oh, what do they say? It was basically like, don't even bother submitting an application online. Like it does. The only way to get a job these days is networking. And it just like, oh, like hurt my soul to see that and see that as advice someone was giving because that's so not the reality. And yes, do people get jobs from networking? Absolutely. Is it the only way to get a job? Get a job? Get a job? No, it's not. And so I really wanted to take some time today to dive into, this is going to be part of the book as well, so I'm really giving you all a, an insider's view, and this is something I've, I've just been ideating on for a while, but this idea of what I call the ABCDs of you know finding your next L&D career and what that looks like, so whether you're already in LD and you are really ready for your next big move, um, you're ready for that promotion, you're ready for something more, or you're transitioning in for the first time and you want to make sure you're setting yourself up for success to find the right role at the right company, really operating in these ABCDs is going to be really, really helpful at making sure that you have a balanced approach and an aligned approach to finding your next role. Uh, this also this this episode really came to me too in terms of i, I have a, a brand new one-on-one client and I've just, i'm just just so obsessed um i have two i these are my final two one-on-one clients uh then september is the the last month i'll be offering one-on-one coaching so uh if you are interested in one-on-one coaching let me know uh if, if it's september of 2023 cuz i will be moving away from that um come october but um i just landed these two incredible one-on-one clients and one of them talked about how they really felt their whole strategy was just piecemealed based on everyone else's advice. And I see that. I see that happen nine times out of 10 when I have clients come and work with me, whether they're joining the l and Career Club, whether it's one-on-one, that their strategy is just really piecemealed based off other people's advice. Um, and what's worked for that one individual person uh, versus looking at things collectively and so what happens is you talk to someone you have a coffee chat over here and that person says do this so whatever that is that becomes part of your strategy then you go to a webinar and you hear from someone else who you know landed a new role or had this trick or tip and that now becomes part of your strategy and there's nothing wrong with obviously, you know, utilizing different inf- pieces of information to inform your strategy. But where people go wrong a lot of times is not asking themselves, is that something that will work for me also? Or is that and is that something that has will work collectively? Or did that just happen to work for that particular person? And sometimes it's hard to, to balance that, right? We don't always know the answer to that. But when you look at your strategy and you go back and you say, wow, okay my strategy is actually made up of 15 other people's individual stories. It's remembering that those people's stories, their backgrounds, their lived experiences are most likely different than yours. So what worked for them verbatim won't necessarily work for you. So what I really encourage you to do with this episode is kind of shed that skin. And if you're someone who has been Just piecemealing different pieces of, you know, someone's individual advice. Remember, like, that's their story and that's their advice. It doesn't mean it's bad. It just also doesn't mean it's necessarily going to work for you as well. And what happened with this one client, she just, she just, like, said to me, my strategy just feels so inauthentic. You know I'm doing all of these things because other people said it worked for them, but none of it actually feels good to me. And so what I encourage you to do today and through this episode is to work on shedding that skin, especially if you're someone who's taken just bits and pieces of advice from other people who have, you know, transitioned or found their new job. And again, I'm not, I don't want to put down getting advice from people because it's a very powerful thing. But when we start to lose ourselves in that and our strategy is no longer ours but just this amalgamation of other people's that doesn't really feel true to us that's when we want to start to, to shed that a little bit so i really want to walk you through uh the the ABCDs, as i as i call them um and it's an opportunity for you again to come back and say okay where where might i be missing something or what might not feel super in alignment to me or might feel that I'm doing this just because someone else told me to and not because it's actually feels good for me to do. Uh, And what I want you to think about, too, as we go into today's episode is I'm going to talk about the ABCDs, but remembering, too, you don't have to operate equally in all of these as well. So there might be one one part of what you hear today where you're like, that sounds so good. Like, wow, that would be so amazing if I spent, you know, 40% of my energy focusing on, on that specific thing. That's totally okay. Uh, you might hear something and say like, Ugh, like absolutely not. Like that, that sounds awful. Uh, I want to approach that a different way. So I really encourage you like, as you're listening to today's episode to really listen to your gut. Uh, to really think about the goals that you have in terms of your career. Uh, What is standing out to you in terms of areas that you're already doing and doing well and continue to amplify? And what are some things in here that maybe you can start to focus on a little bit more? Um, I've done an episode similar to this before all around the success codes. And so this is kind of a, I would say, an evolution of those in terms of just more thinking a little bit more holistically about your career transition. So, Let's start with A. Uh, for those of you who know me, the word that's about to come out of my mouth is not gonna surprise you. Um, a stands for alignment. <laughs> and really what we're looking at here this alignment is, is understanding a couple of different things. One, first and foremost, getting clarity on what it is your goals are, right? So aligning your goals and making sure that when you are thinking about what your next move is, that you have some clarity around what it is you're shooting for. So again, I get a lot of people who DM me or message me or email me and they're like, you know, I have been doing X, Y, and Z. I've been applying all these strategies. Nothing's working. Uh, And I'll ask a question about like, well, what's your goal? And what is it you're actually looking to do? And how do you like know when you'll find that? And a lot of people can't answer that question. So I think being able to think back like uh, from a goal perspective of what is it you're actually shooting for here and having clarity on that. And a lot of that clarity is gonna come from, no surprise, I'm about to say this, but really understanding what your LD niche is and aligning that to who, who you are as a person. So your niche isn't just thinking about a specific role or a specific industry, right? It's really being able to come back to that alignment and saying, what do I bring to the table? What skills do I have? What interests do I have? What do I wanna utilize in my next role? What values do I have that I want to, you know, want to. Embody in my next role, and what will that look like? And really getting that true sense of alignment. What happens a lot of times, especially for people—actually, I'm not even say this because I was going to say especially for people who are transitioning into LND for the first time—but I see this a lot with my clients who are already in LND. Is we we think about it in terms of what might be the easiest next step or what, quote unquote, makes sense or what uh, is the path of least resistance. And nothing's wrong with that, by the way, too, right? There's many instances where we're like, all right, I got to get out of where I am. What's the path of least least resistance? Uh, So there there is a time and a place for that. However, that is the exception to the rule. Where you will see the most success and faster success is when you're operating from a place of alignment. You know, I just had a client go through Uh, an interview process and the whole time I could tell and she knew too that like it wasn't quite aligned for her and but she was going through it just through the motions because that's what we do we're humans Uh, the money was really good and you know it could have been a sexy name on on her resume and you know when she she went to the final rounds and when she didn't get the role she was so relieved (laughs) because really in reality it wasn't aligned and you know was it a good exercise for her to go through that to really figure that out yeah i will say because now she's now she's like super clear right she needed that that moment of like oh shit, i might get this job and like i don't even know if i want this job right like she went through that moment and i think that was like the the clarity point for her <laughs> to say like okay wow let me reevaluate here and make sure that i'm operating out of a place of alignment and so that alignment piece is so important because Not only is it it, part of alignment is figuring out what your what your niche is, but then it's aligning, you know, your your marketing to it, essentially. Right. So if I am very crystal clear on what my L&D niche is, then it makes it very easy for me to create an uh, L&D, a niche aligned resume and a niche aligned cover letter and so i I think this alignment piece is also uh, you know it's alignment and readiness so it allows you to be ready to apply for a job at any given instance uh this part of the process when i work with my clients you know the the alignment piece it's the my, my good friend Crystal Kadakia. He says, "Start slow to go fast," and I love that. And I've borrowed that so many times because the alignment piece feels slow. It feels sticky. Um, you know, if you figure out your niche in twenty minutes, you probably haven't <laughs> haven't done a deep, deep enough dive into it, right? So, it really is coming back to that alignment, that self, uh, that piece, and it's sticky and it's slow and it brings up a lot of things because. Being able to dig deep and making sure that you're operating from a place of alignment is not easy. It is very challenging work. Um, we'll talk about mindset a little bit later too, but it requires uh, you know a, a shift in mindset of moving from that idea of career scarcity and of you know seeing yourself as one one person amongst a sea of of other applicants, and it allows you to say, I'm actually very uniquely me and here's my secret sauce, and here's what my secret sauce brings to the table. It's going to be different than other people's secret sauce. And then being able to not only know that, but then articulate that in a resume and a cover letter. So having all of that is really, really important when it comes to alignment. So I really encourage you to ask yourself here in this first phase of, you know, where, what place am I operating from? Am I operating from alignment? Is my strategy right now frankenstein like piecemeal from from a bunch of other people's and you know does it feel true to me does what i'm shooting for feel true to me am i do i actually have a goal, a specific goal in mind or am i just saying i want a new job and i want it now right? That's not specific. What kind of new job do you want? What, like, what kind of company do you want to work for? You know, really, really understanding, like, what, like, what impact are you going to have in your next role? And what skills are you going to utilize? What's going to give you energy, right? Those are all, those are all questions to ask yourself to be able to set those goals and make sure that you're operating in alignment. Because once we we focus on this A, right, this first, first piece, it, it's so much easier to come back. And when you are interviewing for those roles, and you're like, oh, Like you can come back and you can say, wait a minute, I've set these goals. I've, you know, I I know what alignment looks like for me and this isn't it. And is this worth me spending some, some energy on it or more energy on it? So I really encourage you to, to really think about the alignment piece and understanding, you know, do I have clarity in what my goals are? Am I confident in my in, in my goals? Do I know my L&D niche, right? It's not just picking a job, a job title or a job uh, listing or a specific industry or specific field. It's getting really clear on the intersection between your skills, your interests, and your values that you want to amplify in your next role. And then from there, do I have a resume and a cover letter that tells that story, that is aligned with that. And one of the things I talk about a lot, and I have a bunch of episodes on on resumes, is that once once you are in alignment, you don't have to update your resume. You shouldn't be updating your resume for every single job you're applying for, because it's in alignment with what it is you're already looking for. And so it also, this alignment piece allows you, too, to identify what fits into my box. And I've used this analogy before, but for so many of you, when you are looking for your next role, whether it's, getting into L&D for the first time or you're already in and you're ready for your next move, it's really easy to put ourselves in certain boxes and say, "Okay, here's an instructional designer box or an L&D program manager box or a chief learning officer box and and really say, "Okay, that's the box I want to be in. But the shift here is saying, all right, rather than trying to fit into all these different boxes, how do I create my own box and find what fits in for me? And that could be amalgamation of different things, right? So that alignment piece is really important. And honestly, without it, the rest of the B, C, and D don't really kind of collapse. right? The alignment piece is essentially setting that foundation for you. So the next piece, the B, is brand. And here I think it's more around your, your personal and your professional brand. So who... Who are you, um, and what is it? And a lot going back to the alignment. Having that alignment will ultimately aid you in this because it's understanding what is the story you're trying to tell to the world outside. And a lot of this comes down to your LinkedIn profile. It's a big opportunity for people to be able to um, to find you, to connect with you, to learn more about you without you know, having to have a one-on-one conversation with you. And so it's asking yourself, you know, what what story is my brand telling about me and what story do I want it to tell? And are those in, in cahoots with each other, right? Are those in alignment there? And I think too, in terms of It's not just your LinkedIn profile, but it's also if you have a website or a portfolio or, you know, a YouTube page or whatever it may be. You know, if you Google your name right now, what's popping up and are those the things you want to rise to the top? And so it's really important for you to think about your your personal and your professional brand. I like those. Those are together. Right. Because I I do believe there's a a beauty in being able to bring those two and it's asking yourself what story do i want people to know and to think of when they see my name pop up and do my does my linkedin profile does my website does my youtube page does my you know whatever it is my podcast whatever it is you're doing to put yourself out there and market yourself is that actually telling that story and so i see a lot of this too when it comes to like LinkedIn pages, for example, where your brand is telling the story of like who you are now versus the story of who, who you want to be and I think the same thing about your resume, where it's like your, your personal brand really needs to showcase like what it is you want to do next through the lens of what you've done in the past. So you're telling this past story, but what you're doing is you're bringing in these, these elements to say, here's what I want to continue to do. And that your brand should really be able to tell that story and someone reading it should know about where, where this comes from, like where this inner fire comes from, but not only where it comes from, but what it is you want to do with it and what, what is forward thinking look like. And a lot of people go wrong on their. LinkedIn profile per, in particular, because all they're doing is you're saying like, give me this, give me this. I'm looking for this, and I'm looking to do that, and I'm look. But you're not actually telling the story of of your brand, right? You're just basically asking. <laughs> you're asking for for a job that fe- that fits your qualifications, and so it's really important to think about your brand in terms of you know, if someone lands. I always say it's about your LinkedIn page. You know your LinkedIn page is essentially your your a landing page. So what are you directing people to do once they get onto your page? Are they are they inspired to connect with you to learn more about a particular subject? Um, especially if you're you know going back to your niche, you know, does your LinkedIn profile tell me the story of your niche? Do I understand what it is you want to do, how you want to do it, and for who you want to do it for? A lot of times I look at people's LinkedIn profiles who are looking for a new role and I have no idea. It doesn't tell me anything about them that will help me figure out if I could help them, you know, if I know someone or if I have a job open that would align with that. And so it really is thinking about your your profile as this landing page um, and we know, we've seen, we're, we've all been sold to, we've all bought things, we know what a good landing page looks like and a bad one. You know, a bad one is just not, not compelling. It's not making us want to do something, connect with you, hire you, talk to you, right? Add you to your network, you know, add you to community, right? So utilizing your LinkedIn page as your a landing page, I want you to think about that in terms of your brand. But the bigger picture here is going back to that alignment and asking yourself, like, what what does my alignment look like in terms of what I want people to know about me? And I often ask my clients when it comes to, to thinking about their own personal professional brand, it's, it's like, what are, the, what are the five things you want to be known for? All right? I call it the office, the, kind of the office drive-by test. You know, if someone were to walk by your office with a, someone who's ever met you and they say, oh, you know, that's Rachel. Uh, oh, what is Rachel? Like, what's Rachel known for? Like, what do you want that answer to be? You know, and, and really think about that, and then ask yourself: Does my brand tell that story? Does my brand align with that? Uh, you know, what what do I want people to do once they're once they they've come to my website or my LinkedIn profile or my YouTube page or my podcast, whatever it may be? So I really want you to think about your brand in terms of that amalgamation between your personal and professional, uh, and really thinking about how those tie together to be that whole human. But the brand piece is going to be really important to make sure that you're crafting this this message intentionally that when people stumble across you or seek you out, it's you're, it's very clear on who who you are and what you bring to the table. So really think about that in terms of your brand. You know if I, if you were if someone a stranger were to land on your LinkedIn page right now, does it actually tell the story of, of your alignment? You know, does it tell the story of who who you are, what you're capable of, what it is you're looking to do, the values you want to amplify in your next role? Have you actually is that actually articulated, or are you just using a bunch of buzzwords and hoping that you sh- you land on someone's uh, on, on someone's feed, right? So really, really thinking about that. The other piece too is you know if you are creating content, if you are writing content. Um, on LinkedIn or, any, or creating content in any platform, maybe it's YouTube, maybe it's podcast, maybe it's Instagram, as part of your personal and professional brand, it's also thinking and remembering that that needs to be in alignment too. So the biggest mistake I see job seekers, whether you're transitioning into LD for the first time or um, already in and looking for that next role, the biggest mistake I see people make is that they make job searching their brand and all you'll all you will garner is other job seekers following you. And doesn't mean that, you know, you won't ever, you know, see someone who's. You know, so that you'll catch the attention of maybe someone uh, who has an open role, but for the most part, you know, I think we get caught up in the the I don't know if this is a word but like the virality of some of those posts that are like I've been out of work for you know six months and I've applied to 5,000 jobs and I've gotten one million rejections from that and we see that go viral and that person's like thank you all so much I landed my dream job one day afterwards and now I'm a billionaire right it's like we see things like that and it's that's not the reality uh, that's the major exception to the rule and so I think it's really, really important uh, as any type of job seeker, when you think about your personal and your professional brand and in terms of actually creating content around that, that you're creating content around your niche, that you're showcasing through your content what you're capable of, that the people who would be in the hiring position would look at your content and say, yes, that is the type of thinking that I need on my team. Wow. My team could really learn from this person or wow, I could really learn from this person or yes, wow, I'm so aligned with that. I want you on my team so we can make this magic happen together. That is a huge game changer and that allows you to create, we're going to talk about uh, networking in a bit, but it allows you to start to create this community, this network around people who are in, in in alignment with your alignment right and so keep that in mind as you're creating your personal brand And you don't have to post on LinkedIn or create any type of content to land a role I want to be crystal clear on that that is not a prerequisite again if someone says the only way to land a job is to post on LinkedIn lies run um anyone who says there's only one way to land a job period lies run because it's just not the reality um like I said, I have, like I said, I have a, actually have a client right now who who's uh, actually on a inter- job interview as as we speak. So wishing wishing lots of luck there. But what he has three interviews this week, and one is due to networking. Uh, someone he went to college with, connecting him to someone else. One he was sought after on LinkedIn. His personal brand was spot on, profile optimized. They reached out to him, and the other one. He just applied online, like old-fashioned way, to a big tech, tech company uh, and got a job interview. So again, if anyone says there's just one way to do it, lies, run. Um, but the when it comes to your personal brand, you don't have to create content. But I know a lot of you want to and you want to share your ideas with the world and you're excited about doing that, and a little nervous about doing that too. And so Having a clear personal brand and and understanding what are these things I want to be known for. Maybe you want to be known for, you know, onboarding and culture and strategy and curriculum development, right? So if you think about like, hey, I really want to be known for being really great in those things, then those are the things you should be talking about. You should be sharing success stories of onboarding programs you've created or bits and pieces of, uh, you know, your process around curriculum development or, you know, how you, you how you solved a particular problem using a, you know, a, a strategy of yours, right? And giving people the behind the scenes. Share, share that if you're creating content, not just, oh, and I another interview today. Hope I get this one, you know, hashtag transitioning teacher. Right? I see that a lot. And it's remembering, like, this isn't a personal message board. You're creating content to be consumed by almost a billion people <laughs> that are on LinkedIn. And it's remembering that, you Every piece of content should tell the story of your personal brand. And that's going to change. So The beauty of the A, B, C, and Ds is that as you move into your next phase of your career, you land that next dream job. It's not your last dream job, right? It's just your next one. And so you get to recalibrate your alignment and recalibrate your brand. or You get to constantly come back to this, which is the beauty of it being this more holistic way of career transitioning and keeping this going, right? So it, it just now turns into this beautiful flow. It's not a, an on and off switch that you're, that you're turning on here. But your brand really should be reflecting that alignment and any content that you're posting should be reflecting what it is you want to actually be known for. And again, you want that person who's on the receiving end to be like, yes, I want this person on my team. This is this is my thought process exactly. Or, wow, I never thought about it that way. I would love to have this type of perspective on my team. So keeping that in mind when it comes to your brand, if you are posting, if you are creating content, making sure that content is in alignment. So that's B. So we have alignment, we have brand. C stands for community. And this is all around, you know, it's not even just networking. So I think this is, networking is part of creating community, but it's this this idea of how do I surround myself with the right people? And I talk a lot about the the rule of thirds, and I have some episodes on that, and people always give me pushback when I talk about this, um, <laughs> when I talk about the rule of thirds. But especially if you are career transitioning. Now, this I'm talking about this in terms of, of career transitioning. When you move into your next role, our our community idea sh- shifts a little bit, right? But if you are actively job searching, I always say a third of your network should be people who are in that next type of role that you want to be in. Again, once you have that alignment and that clarity, it's much easier to find those people. When you say, "Hey, I want I want to be in a room with people who are actively working on curriculum development, blended with strategy, blended with onboarding," right? It allows you to now create create more community and have more of a connection around that. So a third of that should be people who are kind of in that next role you're looking to to aspire to, being being in that room and understanding at what level they're they're speaking at and what are the hot topics they're talking about, what are the challenges they're facing, making sure that your feed on LinkedIn especially is supporting that. A third, another third of your network should be people who are essentially their boss or their boss's bosses. So if you are, you know, following someone who's an LD program manager, maybe that's what you, you're thinking about next in terms of one of the possible, you know, roles for you. And then you should also be, a third of your network should be people who are, you know, directors of learning or VPs of learning or senior learning specialists or whatever it may be. And really thinking about, you know, the reality is those people are going to be the ones who are most likely hiring for the roles that you're going to be looking for. So you want you want them to be in your feed and you want to be in theirs. You want to create that connection so when you are, if you are posting that content that they're saying, oh, this person, wow, okay, I, what a great perspective. I, I'm about to hire for a role. I've seen that happen so many times where I have clients who get hit up by hiring managers who don't even have a role open yet, but they know they're going to get a, a role coming up in the next couple of weeks or even months. And they're like, hey, you've been in my network for a while. I've seen you post about this topic. We'll use onboarding. I've seen you post a lot about onboarding. I love your thoughts on that. I'm going to have this role open. Would you be interested? And again, it's not the only way to get a job. So I'm not saying that you have to post on LinkedIn, but when you do have a third of your, of your network that are people who are in these hiring positions, right, that would be essentially who you'd be, you know, reporting into, not not the exact person, but the type of role or the type of structure, then what happens is, is you now, A, they're, if you are posting content, then they'll be able to see it. But B, they might just post to their networks on, on their, on their, uh, through their LinkedIn saying, hey, I have this job open. Anyone interested? And you've, you're already connected with them. Right. So it just, community isn't about, I always say it's about networking in general, too. It's like you never know when it's going to hit, but it always does. (laughs) It could be tomorrow. It could be 15 years from now. You never know. But creating this community now and setting this foundation is incredibly helpful. And the last third is kind of your free for all. Right. So it's, it's people who you are, um, you know that are are you're motivated by people who inspire you. Maybe it's people who are career coaches or, um, you know, resume coaches or whatever it may be. I always caution not to follow way too many people because again, you kind of get into that Frankenstein mode. Um, this could also be people who you want to mentor in there. It's the pushback I always get. People are like, well, I want to, you know, I want my my network to also have people in it that can learn, like that can learn from me and that I can mentor. And I totally agree. Uh, I do think that when you are looking for, actively looking for a job that your, your capabilities to be doing that and to be served, it's hard to serve multiple audiences, right? So it's hard to think about it in terms of my goal is to land a new job, yet I'm also trying to serve this part of my network that needs, you know, to learn from me. And I think a lot of that transitions when you are in your next role, right? And you're not actively looking for for a new job. Um, then you can kind of go back to, you know, send the elevator back down too, right? But it's really hard if you're trying to go up on the elevator, but you're also sending it back down at the same time. It can be really challenging, especially, I mean, we, we, we all have so many things going on in our own lives. So I really want you to think about that in terms of, your network it doesn't mean it can't be people who at all who who look up to you and who are inspired by you of course you want that but if you're actively job searching I want to make sure that you're not over flooding your your LinkedIn and your connections with people who just need a lot from you in that moment because you also you, you have a limited amount of energy so I do want you to protect your energy again once you land your role, it frees up a lot of energy to now say, okay, now how can I give back? So that can shift, right? Maybe it turns into a rule of one-fourths. And, you know, we we, we shift around and we say, okay, a fourth of your network is people that you now get to bring, bring up with you. Uh, but I do believe that when you are actively transitioning and you are looking for a new job and you want to think about creating community, it is, you know, how do I, like, how can I get to the next step so that way I can then bring other people with me um, versus trying to? It's almost like being in the tug of war and kind of being in the in the middle there of uh, I'm trying to do the best I can to move myself forward, yet I'm I'm kind of keeping myself back here too. So it's not a prescription. You do what feels good to you, but I want you to think about that when you are creating community of just being really conscious of where you're at. Um, it's almost that you know filling you know, like filling your cup up, putting your oxygen mask on. Um, before helping others too. So just think about that in terms of your, your connections. So creating, you know, a network that is supporting you. I talk a lot about, I have a whole, uh, a couple weeks ago, did a podcast on episode all around the goals to set for networking when it comes to, you know, thinking about your career transition just in in general. And so a lot of that goes into your community. So I call it the three L's and we have, you know, leverage, learn from and lean on. And your community provides you with those three different options where you're creating community that you can leverage. You also are there's going to be people there that you're going to learn from uh, and then lean on. And so I encourage you to go back to that episode to find out those more specific goals around your networking and creating community. But those really serve as the basis. And Community isn't just about, you know, meeting people one-on-one. It's not just about, uh, you know, posting on LinkedIn and hoping someone connects with you and now you have this network and voila. Uh, it really is about finding finding spaces uh, where you can be, my Hamilton people, right, in the room where things are happening. And I encourage you to really think about, you know, when it comes to that back to that alignment, what communities exist out there that you know can make, can get you in that room? I know for me personally, I've talked about it on this podcast. I've had guests on this podcast who are part of it, but I'm in the talent development think tank. Andy Storch runs it, and for me, I want to be in a room where high level conversations are happening around strategy and learning and development strategy. Um, Strategy is my number one strength and strength finders. I love just understanding and hearing different types of strategic ways people are solving problems. And so for me, that's a, that's a big alignment of mine, uh, especially when I think about the fact that my next big move here is starting a, a fractional CLO agency, right? I want to be surrounded by people who are having these conversations already. So that's a community for me. Uh, it's a great community for, for lots of different reasons, but you know, I I got to a point I was just talking to someone about this uh, the other or last week of I got to a point where I was just in so many communities and I had to take a a step back and say, wait, are these actually in alignment with what it is I want to do and the direction I'm going in and the people who I want to be around and the conversations I want to be a part of. So I really encourage you to think about those three L's, you know, think about what what do you ultimately want to leverage from your from a community? What do you want to learn from? Um, What do you like? What do you need to lean on for? and that's where you know a lot of that lean on I see, especially those of you who are educators, right? There's so many groups out there for people who are transitioning educators. That's a great place to get community around that, right? Versus just posting it into the abyss on LinkedIn. You have that community that you can lean on, right? That you can like talk shit in, you know, (laughs) that you can be like, oh my God, this sucks so bad, um, without it going into, you know, the whole worldwide web. And so just thinking about your community in that sense too. And like, what does that, what does that mean for you to create community, uh, it's really, really important. And that's one of the reasons why I created the, the L&D Career Club, because I wanted a place where all of these things could interact, where you could leverage, learn from and, and lean on inside this one container where there's opportunity for you to, to you know, to commiserate with each other when needed um, to learn from each other when needed and to leverage. Uh, it's been so great to see people who are like, hey, I interviewed this for this role. It's not right for me. Does anyone, you know, is this good for anyone else, right? And so to be able to have those those conversations there and create that community because community is a big piece of this, right? It's one of one of four one of four parts of this whole process. And so you know, being able to plug into a community is so important. Whether that's an actual community that already exists, whether that is you know, a, a bigger just network that you're creating for yourself, but thinking about the terms of, you know, in creating community uh, around a career transition, it's a game changer. Don't go, don't do this alone. Don't do this alone because it's, you know, it can definitely take a lot. It does take a lot out of you and having a community, That, again, you can leverage a community you can learn from, a community you can lean on. right? That is what will get you through when things feel really hard. And I really encourage you to create community as part of your game plan when you're thinking about this career transition. All right. So the last one. So you have alignment, brand, community, is development. And I separate this into two areas. We have your professional development. So let's start there. Professional development is thinking about, hey, here's what my goals are, <laughs> going back to alignment. Here is what I want to do. Here are the skills I want to utilize, the interests I have, the values I have. I'm very clear on what the right role to right company looks like for me. But there are some gaps because we're humans, and there's always opportunities for us to learn more things. And so that professional development allows you to say, here, here's where I am today. Here's where I want to be in three months or two months or six months or whatever it may be. And let me do a little bit of a gap analysis on myself. So I, I teach this inside of the L&D Career Club. We have a whole entire, uh, a whole, a whole entire course inside of there. It's all around creating your own professional development plan. Uh, you can also buy that separately. If you go to uh, the overnight slash programs, you can, can can grab that as well, but it's an opportunity for you to really, really look at these roles that are aligned with your niche and do a self-assessment to say, okay, I feel really confident in X, Y, and Z, but A and B, it's something I see a lot in these roles that are interesting to me and it's not something that I'm super familiar with or something that I have any knowledge of or I have working knowledge and I want to have more. And so this development piece allows you to be really, really intentional with your development I see people go off the freaking rails here <laughs> uh, course after course Academy after academy uh just like over consumption and that is I talked about this last week people too where it's like we are learning professionals whether you're looking to get in for the first time or you're you're looking for your next role uh we are we are all learning professionals and we know that bombarding our learners with information overload, actually backfires on us, uh, backfires on them. Right. And and yet we do that to ourselves. And I see people just like over <clears throat> skill, like overdevelop themselves. And then they're just like lost in the sauce, like complete, complete chaos. And so I think it's really, really important to be able to conduct this, this gap analysis on yourself and say, here's where I am. Here's where I want to be. And Here are, you know, a set of two or three skills or tools or whatever it may be that are things that it appears to be a big part of that role and that I want to develop on. So crafting a really intentional professional development plan is incredibly, incredibly important uh, versus what I see happen is that people just throw themselves into all these different things. And either A, you become overwhelmed with so many new topics that you aren't even necessarily going to utilize in your next role. So you're, you're, again, you're now the jack of all trades, but a master of none, essentially. Or you become, uh, I see this happen more often than not, you're in all of these courses, these academies, these things, only to realize you already know most of this. Like you're actually not learning much more. Right. A lot of that professional development is actually translating. And so... I really, really encourage you all, I do this with my clients too, where it's before you dive into a course, an academy, uh, a, an ebook, a regular book, right? I want you to ask yourself, is this a skill I actually need to learn? Or I just need to learn the language of it? And that that becomes a game changer for you in terms of is this something I have to actually delve into in terms of a, in terms of of learning this entire skill? Or do I just need to learn the language so I'm able to articulate that I have this skill? Those are two totally different things that impact your professional development. So professional development is really looking at the skills, the interests, the values that you have, the skills, interests, and the values required of the role that you're looking to, the types of roles you're looking to get into, finding where that disconnect is, and setting a really intentional plan of action forward. I have a couple different podcasts on on creating your own development plan. And again, that whole course gives you a, a, basically a a spreadsheet to be able to figure that out uh, for yourself and, and get really clear on where you should be spending your development time because it's precious, it's very precious. So the other part of this is your personal development. I'm very, very big on your, on developing yourself as a whole human it will ultimately lead you to more, faster, bigger success when it comes to your career. Uh, I have a brand new one-on-one client this morning. We were just talking about that and she's taking a break for some of our work today to go to yoga. And I freaking love that, right? That that idea that it's your job search is never your full-time job, whether you are currently employed or not, right? It does not matter. It should not be your full-time job. There's a lot of personal development. A lot of this is mindset work. So when you think about even going back to the alignment, and this is the thing. These like A B C D S are are really almost a, a cycle, right? Like they 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 intertwine with each other as well because that mindset shift that has to happen, and really focusing on gaining that confidence, and a lot of the confidence comes from clarity. So we can go back and forth there, but really understanding, you know, what what is the mindset I'm coming from here and am I investing in my own personal development, am I taking time to meditate, am I thinking about what mindset I'm in um, as I'm going to, you know, sit down and apply for these jobs. Uh, that's going really I've been working on that with with a couple clients and especially in the L&D Career Club as well. Of you know, when you're actually sitting to apply for for jobs, what mindset are you in? Are you, you know, in a scattered mindset? Are you in a scarcity mindset? That's gonna come out in how you're answering questions or are you rushing through things, right? So that that mindset piece is so incredibly important. You know, are you only focusing on the things that haven't been working for you versus on versus saying, hey, you know, this, this and this actually worked well? I got an interview. From this, or you know, I made it to the final rounds on that. Um, How can I be doing more of those things that led to that? Right, amplifying what's working. If we're just sitting there focusing on all the things that aren't working, you're not moving forward. In fact, you're actually moving backwards. So that personal development, that mindset piece is incredibly important. And I really encourage you to take a second right now, take a minute, take an hour, take you know, take whatever it is. And I want you to to really think about the mindset that you've been in as you've been approaching this. The mindset piece can make or break. I mean, I've seen people who have the alignment, have the brands, have the community, but they're in such a shitty mindset that they cannot break through, that they're not seeing any success because they think they're the worst person in the world. (laughs) They think they're a terrible learning professional and no one's ever gonna want to hire them. And the more that you can get the more that you get in that mindset, the more it becomes true. Because the reality is too, the more that you sit in that space and you allow yourself to be in there. The more you will see proof of that actually being true. So your your brain is looking for proof. If you keep telling your brain, "I suck. I'm a terrible learning professional. No one's ever going to want to hire me. I'm the absolute worst in the world. Uh, What am I doing with my life? Why am I like? Why did I do X, Y, and Z? Whatever that is. Your 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 brain does not, you know, your brain sees that as reality and will look for look for proof out there in the world that you are all those things. So you have to actively fight against that. And I know for those of you who've been out of work for for a while, that's really challenging. That's like a daily, that's like, that honestly, it's probably like an hour by hour practice to remind yourself that those things aren't true. Because your brain will try to protect you. Your brain will, will tell you stories. Your brain can be your best friend and your worst freaking enemy. And so it's how do we start to, to think about our brains in terms of Being one with them and, you know, acknowledging that, yes, there's going to be fear around this, but also reminding yourself of what you bring to the table. And so that mindset piece is incredibly, incredibly important. Um, Again, if we're just focusing on all the things that are going wrong, then it's going to be really, really hard for us to shift into amplifying what is working. And a lot of that mindset work too, that personal development, is also remembering that we have to redefine what we mean by working. So a lot of people will say, well, it's not working because I don't have a job. <laughs> and I totally get that, right? It doesn't mean it's not working. You haven't reached your goal yet, but it doesn't mean what you're doing is not working. So even, you know, for the client who just landed, that they were in the final rounds. They were a final two at a very big company, very, again, sexy company, uh, even though she didn't quite want that job. But it, when she didn't get it, she was still bummed about it, right? No one likes being rejected. But one of the things I'll always say is like silver medal at the Olympics. You're still an Olympian. You know you're still an olympian and so i want you to think about that too you know you get you get called you get called to for an interview well you're probably one you you were pulled out of that that haystack you know so you're you were invited to the olympics like how amazing like you were invited to compete so it's really important to redefine what what we mean by working and Something I focus on a lot with my clients too is like celebrating the moments, not just the milestones. So a lot of that personal development comes back to how can we start to celebrate even the slightest bit of momentum? And that could be, again, okay, I got called for an interview. Wow, that's incredible. A lot of people didn't get called for that interview. So I really want you to think about that. And I think the last thing when it comes to mindset is understanding what parts of this process are in your control and what parts of this process are not in your control uh, on my instagram i have a, a graphic i don't have to, i need to get better on instagram y'all i not i need to i want to i want to i want to get better on instagram um i was just dm'ing with a couple of you this morning and i just i love it i just need to I need to come up with a better strategy <laughs> my side tangent there but i have a graphic on there about You know, what's in our control and what's out of our control when it comes to our our career transition. And getting really, you know, getting really comfortable with knowing what you can and can't control and getting really clear on what that is will really help you shape your mindset. Um, And that personal development piece of like who you are as a person, a lot of it comes down to like what you can and can't control. And if we focus on the things that are in your control, if you spend that opportunity saying, hey, here's what's in my control and my personal development is going to be in these things. These are things I can control. It gives you so much freedom to, you know, to let go of the things that you can't control. What will what will hold you hostage in your career transition is holding on to the things that you can't control, and those being the only semblance of what's working, uh, you know, when it comes to it comes to this. So go check that graphic out. Um, I'll link to that. I'll link to that post in the show notes too. So. Um, yeah, this is a lot longer episode than I planned, (laughs) I didn't realize, um, but a lot of good stuff to talk about. And again, I know I've shared some stories today about different clients who, who operate in this. And the most success I see is when you're when you're dabbling in all of these. Again, it doesn't have to be 25% in alignment and 25% of your time in brand and 25% of your energy in community, 25% in development. It doesn't work that way. That's not, you know, I wish I could give you a prescription, but that's not the reality. You know, for some of you, you might be like, hell yeah, community is the vibe. I'm going to spend all my time focusing on community. Maybe you're spending 80% of that, 70% of your energy and time in there, right? So, that's totally fine. Uh, you might say, you know, for me, I'm not big on on posting on LinkedIn or creating, uh, you know, really wanting to create a, a website or anything like that. Amazing. Maybe you're just making sure your LinkedIn profile is optimized and that's your freaking brand. We love that for you. And so it, I want you to, like I mentioned before, I want you to shed some of the, the things you think you should be doing because other people said it worked for them. And I want you to come back to this episode and I want you to think about what are the things that when you were hearing me go through them, what felt really good to you? Um, I will say alignment is a non-negotiable. You've got to spend some time in there. But once you find that alignment, so maybe in the beginning too, maybe over the next week or two, maybe you're spending 90% of your energy in alignment, maybe 100% of your energy and alignment. I don't know, right? Whatever it works like for you. And then once you feel like you're clear on what your niche is and your your resume, I, this is, this is the, usually the, the path I see with my one-on-one clients is we spend a lot of front-loading time in alignment and then we spend a lot of as we as we are get, become clear and clear on the alignment, we start to branch out into the brand and into the community and into the into the professional and personal development side of things too. So, um, and a lot of personal development comes inside the the alignment as well. So, you know, just remember, it's not a prescription. It's there's a framework here, but there's a lot of freedom inside of it. And I want to give you permission to 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 make your own and to craft a strategy that feels good for you. Again. That strategy might come from hearing someone else saying, "Hey, this worked for me," but I want you to pause and say, "Okay, that worked for them." I also want you to understand, "Hey, what is that? What what stories? What what's their life experience versus mine? Right? Because that could be totally different." And you know, I think yeah, someone might like, oh, networking worked for me. Well, maybe they have a dad who's a CEO that was able to connect them with, um, you know, 15 different people at a C-suite level. Well, that's awesome. Good for them. My husband and I were talking about this last night of like, we don't, we wouldn't know what that's like. And none of our parents were were CEOs. Uh, so you also have to think about that too, where, you know, there's different priv- privileges and so many different things that, that come up into this, which could be a whole other podcast episode. Um, and since we're already almost an hour in, I'm not going to go into that. But I say all that to say, I want you to take the opportunity today, tomorrow, this week, to really assess your strategy and ask yourself if it's yours. Is it yours? Does it feel good? Does it feel aligned? Does it feel true to you? And if there's any part of it that doesn't, I really encourage you to come back to this and figure out a way to bring more of you into your strategy. Thank you so much for listening to the l Career Club podcast. If today's episode sparked anything inside you, I would love to hear about it. Feel free to share your ahas and takeaways by sending me a message on LinkedIn or Instagram or by leaving a podcast review. And if you want more support on your LD career journey, I invite you to join us inside the LD Career Club membership, where we are redefining what it looks like to grow in your LD career. Visit slash programs for more information and to activate your membership. See you all back here next week.